Hey, 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 it's your girl. Just call me Jay Nicole. And this bookcast is about none other than why yours truly. But most importantly, it's about life with my bookends. So who are or what are my bookends, you may ask? They're my wonderfully talented two sons, also known as my heart and my heartbeat. Without them, life just was incomplete. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, but one of the biggest things that I desired in life was to become a mother. And at 18, I was told that there was a slim to none chance that that would even happen. So when God bestowed them upon me, they made my life complete. And they hold me upright. They give me perspective on what life is and what I should be doing in life. They actually give me purpose each and every day. And because of them, I now have this podcast to share with you the day in the life of the Walkers, or more specifically, the day in the life of Just Call Me Jay Nicole and life with my bookends. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Just Call Me Jay Nicole, and I'm back with yet another episode. So guys, I'm sort of torn about what I should actually talk to you guys about because there's been so much crap that I've dealt with today in particular, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I know this is not the typical Jay Nicole fashion, but here I go. I'll just tell you about my dad. Today I sat in an extremely long meeting all day to plan out the rest of the school year for my department. It was a great day. It was long, but it was great. We got a lot accomplished. And when the day was over, I was glad about it because I was so very, very tired. And as I proceeded home, I let the little one know, look, look, it's going to be an eat out night. So let's grab some quick what you want to eat because that's how I roll when I am tired. But something had been placed on my heart and I had to reach out to one of my friends. So I dropped her a quick little message and before I knew it, we were actually talking on the phone. Come to find out the one thing that I had talked to her about. She actually was entertaining. She was trying to navigate how to get to what I was asking about. And I know that I'm being really, what's the word? I can't even call it now, cryptic. I'm being really cryptic. But I am for a reason. And um, we got off the phone. Well, as we were about to get off the phone, she said, well, how is, you know, how, how, how is your son doing? I said, oh, he's doing great. How was his birthday? I was like, oh, it was wonderful. He was so happy to have the two, two of his favorite women down for his birthday. And then she says, well, how are you doing? And I will tell you, first and foremost, not enough people ask me, how am I doing? 
And so because not enough people ask, not that I'm looking for people to ask, but I am the poster child for check on your strong friends. I had not had someone to ask, how am I doing in forever? So when she asked that, it almost crippled me. And then I literally spewed my feelings on her. I knew where the question was coming from because I had just spent the weekend with her at a brunch. And if you guys haven't clued in, it's my good girlfriend, Tiff. Thank you, Tiff, for everything, by the way. And as we're talking, she says, I am so about marriage. So I'm torn on how to even talk to you about what you're going through because I'm so about mental health as well. So what do you do when you find yourself in a rock and a hard place, literally? What do you do when you are trying to comfort someone and you are truly at a loss for words? My Christians and my spiritual people are going to say pray for them. But sometimes we don't just need prayer because prayer will take some time to manifest. But sometimes we need to hear something. And when she told me that, that let me know that she had genuine compassion for what I was going through, that she wished that she could say more, do more, be more for me. And I appreciate that more than anything at that time. As we got off the phone, I was like, that was a little exhausting just to talk about it, but I felt better. And then... The day went on, the night arrived, and I had a family member call me, and we were talking, and I just happened to be on the phone with my husband when that family member reached out to me. And granted, my husband and I have not had great communication skills. We have not actually been talking much um period and i've come to realize that he was going through something and i allowed him to go through it and not really pick his brain too much because i have been with him over 20 years and i sort of get like how he processes things so i just sort of left it alone so we're talking more now because We do. We always talk really well when we're apart. But when we're together, for whatever reason, it's just totally different. But my family member um, was asking me a bunch of questions about my son. And um, I got a little irritated because I'm like, you know what? Every time I talk to this person or the vast majority of the time that I talk to this person is about my son. No one calls to check on me. And this is not a pity party. It's just signs 
that people should pay attention. And I was explaining to this person about something that had just come up. Today, Dion didn't have a productive day as he wished he had. He went 0 for 4. For those who are not familiar with baseball terminology, he appeared at the plate to hit four times and didn't get a good hit at all. That landed him on base. So he was already a little down on himself. And his dad is spending the entire week with him um, in Florida. And dad has always been coach. So in good old dad slash coach style, after the games when they get together, dad slash coach starts to analyze all the things that occurred during the game. And so about 3 o'clock, I get a text from my son saying that, you know, that must be bad, bad luck. And I'm like, well, what's, you know, I crack up laughing or whatever. I'm like, why, what's happened? And he was like, you know, since he's been down here, I hadn't gotten a hit. And I'm like, well, babe, you know, stuff happens. You know, just focus on your purpose and why you're down in Florida with the Pirates. And he was like, yeah, thanks, Mom. I appreciate it. He was like, you know, I just wanted to be able to hang out with him and just chill but he has one other person with him, which is a friend of his, a friend of the dad's, a friend of the family is down there. And he was like, and they just want to talk about baseball. And the only advice that I could give is, well, you don't have to leave the campus. You can just stay there, tell dad that you um, want to chill out and maybe catch up with them later on to go out to eat. And he's like, you're right, mom. Uh, thank you. And I already knew that I was going to end up in a position where I'm always stuck in the middle. Because I'm a doer. I am a fixer. I am a mediator. And I was trying to find resolution to problems. I always try to find the good in even the most negative situation. So my good in this negative situation was, I know how you're feeling. So instead of being all in your feelings, why don't you just go with your dad? And y'all can have dinner together. And, you know, even if the conversation goes into the direction of discussing the game, it'll be for a brief period of time. Dad gets what he wants. Son gets what he wants. Bada bing, bada bong. Okay? I call hubby back. And we're talking and everything. And he had been in great spirit. So I said, well, maybe I can talk to him about things that are going on. And I went against my better judgment, which was originally I was not going to say anything. Because when I spoke to my family member, I said, I do not. I want to stop myself from being the middleman for these two. This one comes to me to vent about the other. That one gets upset about the fact that the other one vents to me. And then I'm being accused of by my husband of 
siding with my son or I'm the blame for their relationship being in the state that it's in. So as I'm talking to husband and I'm like, hey, you know, he just wanted to spend, he didn't want to spend time with me is what he says. And I'm like, well, hold, 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 hold. Why so hostile? But in the whole conversation, what I realized is that he doesn't know how to love. He can't receive what we're trying to tell him because he didn't know that kind of love. Our son wanted that one-on-one. He didn't want it to be like, okay, here goes my dad with somebody who I am not familiar with. And I got to listen to him rag on me just as much as I have to listen to my dad rag on me. The relationship that was there and has been there for some while is what he wanted. He does as much as He's going to get as close to home as he's going to get is having his dad there with him while they're eating and them not saying anything to each other because that's what they normally do. That is their norm. And I I get that the husband was a little perturbed by that because he wants the relationship to be better. But it's not going to come overnight. And what I was trying to help him realize is that it has to be in baby steps. And just because you can't get exactly what you don't, what you want, doesn't mean that you're not going to eventually get to that point. Yeah, our son was not going to sit there and hold a whole full fledged conversation with dad. But he did want to hang with his dad. It also brought up the conversation that we had about when our son comes home during the off season. He wanted to fly home because he just did not want to spend seven hours in a car. And I get it because, baby, having to drive home from Tampa at almost midnight recently, I cannot blame him. That is one doozy of a drive. However, comma, dad wanted to drive him back. And dad thinks that son does not want to be bothered with him. But dad is not willing to compromise and say, okay, let him fly back. We can drive down because he wants to take his car back with him. So why don't I drive down with him? And then I'll just fly back. That was my solution. I was like, why, why don't we try to make this work? He simply wanted what he want. And what we fall short, and when I say we, I mean people in general. What we fall short is that we are we don't consider other people's feelings that we're trying to put in our equations when we want something. 
I wanted tall, dark, and handsome businessman who was very successful and could financially take care of me so that all I needed to do was run my household and have children. I did not take into consideration that my husband may not want that same thing. My husband only wanted. He didn't even have the same outlook on life as I did. I didn't take into consideration his idea of what life looked like for us. Yeah, I hear you guys talking. That's for a whole nother episode. Unequally yoked is what my grandmother calls it, but I digress. All this to say, my day is coming to an end because it is approximately, and by the way, I got my Fitbit, guys, so I'm so happy. It is 10.55 p.m. on the 22nd of August, okay? And as I'm coming to a close for the night, I... And replaying like the things that happened. Like how did I get to this point where when I got off the phone with my husband, I was just like, I'm never doing this again. And it's not the marriage that I'm talking about. I realized that I literally should have, I say literally a lot, by the way, but I should have listened to my inner gut that said, stop being the middleman. How many of you guys listening are constantly the middleman? You're always stuck in the middle. Someone comes to you and vent about that person. That person comes and vent to you about the original person who came to talk to you. Or maybe you're in something similar to where I am. Where it's the relationship between the father and the son. Or mother and daughter are two siblings whatever the case may be it's a family issue you're always caught in the middle what is it that drives us more than the fact that we just want to create peace but what is it that keeps us sort of like stuck My third eye said, don't do it. Girl, back away, abort, 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 abort. Yet, my heart said, we can can fix this. And now I am left like, why did I even waste my time? He's, he, he didn't even hear me. He didn't understand where I'm coming from. My son, on the other hand, had a great conversation with him, productive. He was willing to receive it. But it goes back to the type of relationship and the fact that the whole thing, the whole reason why I even disclose anything to him is because my husband said, when you talk to him, he listens. If only he had that same mentality. And I'm not saying just to listen to me. But I am saying to listen to me. Be willing to listen to other people. Stop. And I heard this a long time ago. And I hear this over and over again. 
stop having conversation with someone where it appears that you are listening, but you are actually forming your rebuttal or your response. We spend more time in conversations where it's not even a true conversation. He's forming his rebuttal to what I'm saying. I'm forming my rebuttal to what he's saying. And guess what? Neither one of us get heard. Neither one of us get resolution. Both of us end up being a little more angrier than we started. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I wish that we had resolution. I wish that we can avoid conversations like so. But I also wish more than anything that the relationship that he's trying to repair and cultivate was already developed. I wish that the relationship that he and I should have established years ago was in place so that we can talk about anything without an argument per se but we can't so in the long run I'll continue working on me and trying to remove myself from being the middleman I will offer advice to my son as I always have to help him find resolution and unfortunately I will keep my mouth closed when it comes to discussing certain things with the husband. Yeah, it doesn't bring resolution completely, but it avoids arguments. Until next time, good people, keep in touch with me on social media by doing so on IG, where I can be located at just call me J Nicole, and that's J U S T C A L L. M-E, the letter J-N-I-C-O-L-E. You can also find me on Twitter at the number two will confirm. And again, that's the number two, W-I-L-L-C-O-N-F-I-R-M. And drop me a line or two, or just give me some information, feedback about what I said, what you hope that I discuss. And you can do that by emailing me at justcallmejanicole at gmail.com. And until next time, This is Just Call Me Jane Nicole, and I am out. Mm